Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We are in season two using Pirkei Elvis Treasury in chapter two, Mishnah or paragraph three. So Parag Bet Mishnah Gimel here on the PAL. Yesterday we ended saying that we're going to look at talking about your will. I made a mistake. I apologize. Today we're going to talk about people and how they view other people, if it's really for their own benefit or not. So let's see what's going on here. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Heavy is a here in Barashus. Beware of rulers. For they befriend someone only for their own benefit. They act friendly when it benefits them. But they do not stand by someone in his time and need. So there are many people like this, unfortunately, in the world. They do things for what benefits them now. How can you help me now? How can this situation benefit me now? How can I use you and your resources to benefit me? A very selfish way of living, a very narcissistic way of living, very egocentric way of living. And we can't live like that. We have to do the opposite. We have to be selfless instead of selfish, thinking of others instead of thinking about ourselves. So let's see what some comments say. Beware of rulers. The public servants mentioned in the previous mission are cautioned that in representing communal interests in the halls of government, they must be careful not to become overly friendly with the powers that be, as Rav says. One should not rely on their promises or give them excessive gifts at public expense in order to carry favor with them. Respectful distrust is the safest approach when dealing with rulers, sharing of confidences with them on the assumption that they have the best interests of the community in mind may be disastrous. One must be vigilant in dealing with the government, for they are interested only in what benefits them, as the first Israel says. One should never rely on the government, thinking that it holds the key to Jewish survival, because that is to be found only with God. And facing reality at the bottom, Ramban explains that, the, that this malady results in a vicious cycle. As a community, we believe in God, yet we tend to rely on governments to bring Jewish salvation. God responds in kind to our lack of faith in him by turning his countenance away from us. God forbid. Thus, his apparent uninvolvement in Jewish history is a direct reflection of our own behavior. At the time of the Balfour Declaration, back in the 1930s, the late, excuse me, back in the early 1900s, many Jews thought that their problems would be solved by the mighty British Empire. However, they were soon disappointed when the British first limited it and then virtually halted Jewish immigration to Eretz Yisrael. Later, Jews fantasized that the international community of nations embodied in the United Nations would be the source of Jewish salvation after the Holocaust. And their hopes were dashed yet again. Again and again, Jews have relied on the nations of the world to be their saviors only to suffer disillusionment and disappointment, because really it's all from God. Thus our mission of warns, be wary of the ruling powers, for only God is the real savior and no one else. Everybody else in the world is really the puppets of God, but really God is the one that can bring salvation anytime, anywhere, at any time. Medrash Shmuel renders Rishos as optional matters. Besides commandments and transgressions, there exists an area, an entire area of unlegislated behavior in the life of a Jew. The evil inclination seeks to persuade man that his behavior in this area is completely optional, and that he need not concern himself with religion, quote-unquote, and such secular mundane, quote-unquote, affairs. And therefore may assume that in these areas he has permission to do what he wants. In fact, this is not true. The Mishnah cautions that a Jew must scrutinize his conduct in optional areas just as he does in the mandated ones. Rehizal Kutner once said, there is no Switzerland neutral territory in the service of God. 
and they act friendly when it benefits them, but do not stand by someone in his time of need. In difficult times, when one needs help, the rulers forget all the kindness that he performed on their behalf. Me'iri, Rabiona renders they do not stand by someone in its, the government's time of need. When the government finds itself under financial pressure, it will not hesitate to bankrupt any of its subjects in order to produce the needed revenue. The last of Mishnah's Rabbi Gamliel serve as a qualifying commentary to the dicta of Shemaya enunciated in 110, Love Work. Said Shemaya, to which Rabbi Gamliel added only in conjunction with Torah study, the statement, despised positions of power, is also not an absolute one. One may and often must assume a public role, and community service can be a very positive experience when it is pursued for the sake of heaven. Even Shemaya's third injunction, to not become overly familiar with the government, cannot be taken as a category called policy, contact with the ruling powers often needed to assure Jewish survival. However, warns are only one must be wary of those who occupy seats of governance, Major Shmuel. This mission also brings to mind as a sidebar two stories. One of them is of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. At the time that there was going to be the eradication of the Jewish presence as the ruling power in Israel, and he foresaw that the conqueror, the the general was going to become the emperor, and the emperor was about to make uh, Rav Yochanan pay for that, saying it when a, a, a messenger came and told him that he really was the emperor, and he said, you have three things that you could ask for. And then he asked for the three things, which the Avne and a doctor for someone and save the, save the family, the royal family. I believe I may be mistaken, but it just shows that a ruling power is only going to benefit someone when it benefits themselves. They only are going to do things in their own interest. And he was about to execute one of the leading rabbis, the leading sages of the day, just because he felt that he was being insulted and he felt he was being degraded, when really he was a real smart, almost prophetic person standing in front of him in the stage, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. And he allowed him to have those three things because of that, but really they use things for their own power. And it brings to mind the other story also that, a person befriend someone for their own need. What is a true friend? What is someone that really can help you and stand by you? Who is a true friend? A man once told his son when his son asked Papa or Abba or Daddy or Tati, who is your real friend? Do you have a real friend? And he thought about it, he thought about it. We've mentioned this story before, but of course it bears repeating. And we mentioned our Yohan and Sakai story before, but it mentions it bears repeating always. Chazar is always good. So this, the father thought and thought and said to the son, I have half a friend. And the son said, what do you mean half a friend? Don't you have a whole friend? He said, no, go see. So then he cooked up this elaborate shame. He said, go to Shmuel and tell Shmuel that you have this dead body and you need help um, burying it and uh, see if he'll help you. And and the son said, can I try other people or whatever the story was? And he went to other people and nobody said they'd help him. But this guy Shmuel said, yes, I'll help you but only because your your uncle's son, let's say uncle, so he helped him and he buried the thing. It wasn't really a body. It was like a, an animal, a dead animal. And he helped him and he said, send uh, uncle regards or whatever. I'm paraphrasing the story very, very loosely. So he came back to his father and he said, father, Shmuel actually helped me. Why did you call him half a friend? And then the father said, how did he say it to you? What did he tell you when you said when you said to him that you're my son? He said, I'll help you because I'm your son. So the father responded, this is why he's half a friend, because he said, I'll only help you because you're my son. If he really wanted to be a good friend, he would help without any questions asked. A good friend will ha- will help without any questions asked, without any recompense, without any needs for glory or honor or being paid back as well. That's why chesed shal is the really best type of chesed. When you do a chesed without expecting anything in reward, without expecting anything in return, that's the best thing to do.
Nowadays, everyone's looking for honor, looking for cover, looking for their name on buildings and their name on things and sponsoring this and that. Try to sponsor anonymously and try to help without other people knowing. The highest form of tzedakah, besides for giving someone a job so they can have stand on their own two feet and be independent, is when you give anonymously and they receive anonymously. That's a chesed shalamis. That's why when you bury a dead body, low and we should never have to, you can never be repaid, and that's a real chesed. So here, too, in the story, a real friend would have been someone who asked didn't even ask, who did without being asked and did just because it was the right thing to do. And so too, over here, we're talking on the Mishnah, a lot of times people befriend someone when it's for their benefit, but a real friend is someone who doesn't do it for their benefit, just is there and loves the person like himself. Real like David and son in the Navi, in the Prophets, they were no more natural rivals, as our school explains, than David and Jonathan, the crown prince, but they were the best of friends, even though it was really self-sacrifice for Jonathan to be David's friend. That's a real good friend, putting all interests aside, all conflicts aside to help one another without any need and without any benefit coming from that. Join us next time as now we look at treating God's will as if it was your will and see what he'll do for you here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.